Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. And coming up on today's episode, NFL Week 16, we'll get into some of the marquee matchups and I'll give our predictions what's going on in the uh, this week in, the, in this Week 16. You know, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Got Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday games. So Christmas Eve is on Sunday, Christmas Day, Monday. Hope everybody's enjoying the holidays. And wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And we're going to talk some football. And first, remember if you're new, be sure to check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. We post the uh, podcast up on there as well. You actually can listen to the podcast sooner, earlier in the day on the website. So that's what before anybody else does. So be sure to go ahead and subscribe on the website and check out the newsletter. Uh, we'll get sent to you as well. Um, and social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, X, to, um, Facebook, you name it, is on there. It's on their Feel the Heat Entertainment. So remember, new episodes is every Tuesday and Friday as well. And it's available on all streaming platforms. So it's Spotify, Apple, wherever you want to listen to it. It is available. Uh, be sure to leave us like reviews on there as well. Spotify does it. There's question and answers. We could, I could post up there as well. So if you're interested in that, um, you all you do is send me an email and I would go ahead and do that for you. You could actually do your comment on your own too as well. I, know I think Apple Podcasts is getting on to it as well. So we'd like to see some uh, ratings. Uh, give you thoughts about the show and whatnot and share it with your family and friends. So I'll be very helpful and I appreciate all the love. You know, we're on an episode. This is what? 165 um now so it's we've been a great year and we got a lot of great things coming up and um appreciate all the love like i said you know uh it's growing uh that's what's great about this podcast you know it keeps keeps growing you know he's getting new countries new uh cities all around the united states so it's pretty cool to get back all the stats and see where everybody's listening from how they're listening from uh where they're listening from and stuff so it's pretty cool, and I appreciate all the love. So let's start off with uh, these Week 16 matchups. You know, we got, like I said, a game on Saturday, so we'll, t- we'll talk about it. It's maybe not as intriguing as, uh, you know, as previous AFC North matchups, but we got the Bengals at the Steelers. Bengals 8-6. and six. Steelers are 7-7. Seven and seven. These are two teams that have gone in completely different directions since their last meetup. You know, the Steelers beat them. Um, I think it was, was that Joe Burrow's last game when he got hurt. Like, it wasn't a good showing by the Bengals, right? That's the last time the Steelers were any kind of sort of kind of good. Bengals are three and zero since then. The Steelers have fallen three straight, and there's been a crazy amount of work ethic problems with going on in Pittsburgh. You had Deontay Johnson a few weeks ago, and then you had George Pickens last game, not blocking for Warren as he was going towards the end zone, gave up. He's like. I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to risk an injury. That was going to be a Tank Dell situation. So there's something really going on in Pittsburgh inside that locker room. Mike Tomlin, the voice of the, all these young kids, you know, they've gotten over the last few years. It just seems to not have been just not work. And they've been struggling, especially on offense. Ever since Big Ben's been gone, honestly, they've just struggled on offense. They have Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. This team just hasn't been the same, and their defense has been struggling as well. You got T.J. Watt and the guys, but Mika on the 
Yeah, he's actually going to be out. Mika Fitzpatrick is going to be out for this game as well. So that's a big loss and key for the Pittsburgh's defense here. But they've just been struggling. They don't have that identity on defense. They have a lot of points now. And meanwhile, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow goes down. Jake Browning comes in. He's gone, he's gone crazy. He's throwing for 300 yards every week. And this is throwing multiple touchdown passes and just looks great, right? And this one, I don't think it's going to be much difference. They are going to be without Jamar Chase in this game. So T. Higgins is really going to step up. Maybe Tyler Boyd can get, in that, get back in the action um, as well in that wide receiver room uh, on the field there. So Mason Rudolph is going to get the start for Pittsburgh. So on to their third quarterback of this year. And here's an intriguing fact about um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's a look at the stat line here. They have thrown for 10 TDs and nine interceptions on the whole year. Great job, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks. There's been no productivity out of that position all year long. Pickett hurt still. May come back if they make it to the playoffs, but I don't see that happening. Pittsburgh's chances of making the playoffs are pretty slim right now. And what do you expect, you know? Mason Rudolph is a quarterback. Missile Trubisky didn't. I don't know why he's still a quarterback. I said that last week. Why he's still a quarterback in this league, I have no idea. But Mason Rudolph gets to start. Maybe uh, Miles Garrett's not. They're not playing in Cleveland, so Miles Garrett's not going to swing his helmet at him or nothing. But uh, that's the only image I see in Mason Rudolph's career because he's been kind of nothing as well. But who knows? It's the NFL. Anything could happen, right? But prediction in the game. Bengals are 8-6. They're fighting for that final wild card spot. Steelers 7-7. Seven seven. Saturday, Bengals. I'm good rolling with the Bengals. I think there's going to be a big like Joe Mixon type of game. Keep the ball on the ground. They do a lot of screen work. You know, Chase being out. I think the running backs, maybe even Chase Brown's going to be involved. He's been a great little rookie. They're out of, I think he's out of what, Northern Illinois. He's been a great rookie for him the last few weeks, so he's getting a lot of action. I think the running backs for Cincinnati can really dominate this game. They didn't dominate the first go-around at all, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, maybe the terrible towels come out and Pittsburgh comes to life. You never know. Usually Mike Tomlin can get teams turned around somehow, and he always finishes above 500. But now the doubts are in, and I'm a doubter. And you got to prove me otherwise. This free-for-all, it looks like it may keep um, falling. So I got the Bengals in this one. I'm going to go with like a 24-10. Uh, we'll see how good this prediction is because I just love making predictions. And the complete opposite happens because that's, that's how it is. But anyway, that's the Bengals-Steelers. That's my prediction for it. We're going to hop in the next one. We got some good marquee matchups. Don't worry, guys. Um, coming up in the next one, we want to talk about is the Browns at the Texans. The reason why I just want to talk about this matchup is just because we got Joe Flacco. Versus Case Keenum. And these both these teams, Texas still fighting for that uh, AFC South crown. And their Browns, a couple games back with the Ravens, I don't see them ever, you know, catching them, but they're going for that wild card as well. You know, and the other thing about this Browns team, they keep getting hit with injury after injury after injury. They lost two of their great um, offensive linemen now. So they're out of luck there and you got you lose all those people on defense they've been the qb carousel 
been going on all year. Then all of a sudden, Joe Flacco gets up off the couch. Played the last, uh, what, three games now? Started for him and been pretty good. He's been 2-1 and one so far as a starter. He's got 939 yards, 7 TDs, 5 picks. He's just slinging it all over the place. And uh, they've been winning. So, what can you do, man? Like, I just don't know how to explain it. Joe Flacco's out here this kind of balling. And Houston's been kind of low up and down. CJ Stroud's going to miss his second straight game. Uh, he has not cleared concussion protocol because that's big loss for Texas, man. They're right in the thick of things, and now they're trying to hold on until he gets back. We'll see if they can, they can do it. But one of the matchups to look at in this game, of course, you know, losing Stroud, you lost Tank Dell. Uh, Singletary, the running back, has been playing pretty good. He had another 100-yard game um, last week, so some matchup to look out for, see if they get the run game going. But this Browns team, they got Denzel Ward, the cornerback, back um, last week. Him and Martin Emerson Jr. are some shutdown corners, man. They don't allow anybody to get a uh, pass on them. They just seem, they're the one that's like, what? They're in top 10, I think, in, uh, in terms of completion percentage when they're, you know, balls being thrown their way. So, Sprouts team, their corners. In case Kim get it out there, and that they're going to get Nico Collins back, I believe, for the game. Um, so that's a good have another wideout back because last, I mean, there has been Houston's been hit with injuries as well, so that's something to look out for. Um, but you know, this game we're talking about outcome was here, right? All these storylines, and I do know one thing. If it's going to come down to the final two minutes of the game, Cleveland's just going to find a way to win. They've done it five times this year. The final two minutes, they've had game-winning drives. Five wins this year in the final two minutes of the game. So, if it's a tight one, whether it be like 23-17, 20-17, uh, I don't know, 21-20, 27-23, like, it doesn't matter what the score is. It'd be 13-10. Who knows? Cleveland will somehow... Get it going and win the game. So that's why I'm going to roll with the Browns this time. And I don't know. Like, it's just such a tough uh, one to pick in terms of the scoring wise because I don't know if Case Keem is going to be able to throw on this Cleveland Browns defense. If Miles Garrett is going to be able to get to the quarterback. Like, this is could be scary for um, Houston, even though Cleveland's let out some points now, um, especially these last few weeks. But. 17 to Chicago, almost lost at the end of that game. Um, it's just, I'm going to roll with uh, Cleveland in this. I think, like I said, I think Joe Flacco is going to come up with some heroic play, maybe at the end and win. I'm going I'm to say, you know, 2017 Cleveland in this one. I'm going to roll with Cleveland Browns. All right, next one I got on my list here: the Jaguars at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jaguars eight and six, Bucks seven and seven. Here's another couple of teams. One's going one way, one's going the complete opposite. Jags have lost three in a row. Bucks have won three in a row, and now lead the division in that NFC South. And they can keep leading the division with a victory here today. They may they may get it, and they could get the home playoff game. Who would have thought? I mean, in the NFC South, I thought that would be the New Orleans Saints, but they continue to struggle. They lost last night on Thursday Night Football. 
So there are hopes of this dwindling. And, Bucks, it's in your hands. A win against the Jags could put you in the NFC South crown one step closer and possibly host a playoff game. So that's something to look uh, into this game as. And the um, Jaguars quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, may or may not play. So that's be a key uh, contributing factor. Really, he plays or not, I think the Jags are still going to struggle. But he's still in concussive protocol. He did take some uh, limited snaps in practice on Friday. He was out there in you know, full pads and helmet and everything. But he has not been cleared as of yet. Uh, imagine he may get the clearance come Sunday. But even if he plays, I think they're going to have a hard time. Part of the reason is this. I don't know what happened to the Jaguars run game. They were great in those middle weeks of the season. And then for some reason, they come out of the bye week. Get back from London, put it that way. They play so well in London. When they play here in Florida, they can't win. They can't win. They play. They can't run the ball. Uh, their run games, they're averaging 71.3 yards a game. Bucks defense is only letting up 96. That's ninth in the league. And that's going to be stout run defense. Bucks don't play with that. They do let up a lot in the passing game, though. But passing game? Trevor Lawrence, guess who they are without? They got Calvin Ridley, but they're without Christian Kirk still. And Zay Jones is going to miss the game now, too. So, Jaguars wide receiver corpse, injury. So, this looks like a bad matchup for Jacksonville going into this game. Because on the other side, Baker Mayfield's got everybody. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin going to play. So, and he's been balling. Just through three, almost 400 yards, 381 yards, and three TDs. Last week in Green Bay. So he was balling out there. Oh, you get that fourth one. He was balling in Lambeau Field in a must win, and he got it. Took care of business. So I'm going to roll with the Bucks in this one as well. I'm going to go Bucks 27, Jags 17. I think they're going to struggle even if they have Trevor Lawrence. So if Trevor Lawrence plays, I'm going to give him 17 points. But if he doesn't, I don't even want to give him 17 points, honestly. But I'm rolling with the Bucks in this one. Okay, let's start. Let's get into some of the real, you know, marquee matchups of the week. You know what I'm saying? You know what they are. Here's this one. That Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? At the Miami Dolphins. These are the two top offenses in the league. They're both averaging over 30 points a game. This is what we want, right? America's team going down to Miami on Christmas Eve, 4 o'clock game, nationally televised. Who's going to come out with a victory, right? It's my favorite matchup, of the course, you know, Dolphins fan. But the narrative on both of these teams this year is that they can't win against a winning team. Well, they're both 10-4. and four, So whoever wins this game can say, hey, we finally beat a winning team. So. Both of them got blown out by the Bills. Eagles, they lost. both lost to the Eagles. Cowboys last week is when they lost to the Bills. I mean, they just got this destroyed on the ground. Josh Allen didn't even throw for 100 yards, and he didn't even need to. Because James Cook was running all over those Dallas Cowboys because big man Hankins, the DD tackle, is out. So, all of a sudden, running away from Micah Parsons, and the Bills took very uh, big-time advantage of that. Situation. 
Another thing to look at, 6-1, Miami is at home. It shouldn't be 6-1. It should be undefeated. You know, that Tennessee game, for some reason, they lost that. But Dallas is 3-4 and four on the road, so all of their losses this year have come on the road. Let's get into some of the, you know, QB matchups here. Dak Prescott, of course, 3,639 yards, 28 TDs, 7 picks on the year. Tua's got 3,921 yards, 25 TDs, and 10 picks on the year. And something about the running back match, I didn't realize uh, Pollard has 848 yards on the year. Doesn't seem like it at all. Seems like he has no room to run uh, most games. But Raheem Mostart, 966 yards, 18 TDs on the ground this year. He's just been crazy good. Touchdown machine. But the ones to to really look out for, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to return the action this week. He didn't really practice at all. I think he practiced unlimited today. Um, but he's going to play. Confident he's playing. He's at 97 catches right now, so there's three away from 100. He's at 1,542 receiving yards on the year, so he's got to get about, what, over 150 receiving yards a game these last three weeks to the top 2,000 yards to be the first ever wide receiver to do that, so something to keep an eye on. He's got 12 TDs on the year. C.D. Lamb's got 103, 103 catches. For 1,306 yards and 8 TDs too. So CeeDee Lamb's been the guy in Dallas. And he's just 9 away from breaking Michael Irvin's Dallas record actually. The big 88. So they have another 88 going for the record here. And uh, so that's something to look at. I don't know if the Dolphins will allow him to catch 9. Jalen Ramsey may shadow him. So that would be an intriguing matchup. C.D. Lamb versus Jalen Ramsey. See who comes out on top. So. Something that I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I uh, can't wait for this game. It's a big time game for both these uh, franchises because whoever, if you win this game, it's really going to tell who you are and if you can make it in this year's playoffs. Because like I said, Miami, Dallas, they've been playing a bunch of bomb tier teams in the NFL this year, and we're going to really find out on Christmas Eve who's going to come out on top and. I mean, Miami's got to win this game as well. They got to keep pace up there if the uh, number one seed in the AFC um, keep pace with the Bills because the Bills have been rising. The Buffalo Bills have been on a roll lately. So you got to stay a couple games uh, ahead of them in the standings because the final week of the uh, season, it's Bills-Dolphins. So Miami's got to come out on top of this. And they also play the Ravens after this. So you got the Ravens. And the Bills still on the schedule. You have to come out with a victory in this game. So, um, who I got? I think it's going to be a high score. I think it'll be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, I'm going to go with like 34-24 Dolphins because I can't go against my damn team. You know? um, no, but seriously, though, I am going to pick Miami in this game. I think it's going to be too much. I think the run game for Miami with most starting A-chan is going to be a contributing factor. And I think Jalen Ramsey is going to shut down CeeDee Lamb for the most part and force you know somebody else to make plays in the receiving game for Dallas. So that's what I expect in this one. I expect a lot of scoring. And um, I'm getting Miami to come out with a victory. And let's hop into the final one. I want to talk about here the Ravens at the Niners. Talk about Cowboys and Dolphins, both 10 and 4. Well, the Ravens and Niners, they're both 11 and 3. 
And like I said, Dolphins fighting for the number one seed. Ravens currently hold it to that record. If they lose to the Niners and the Dolphins win, things can get real interesting going into a showdown when they face each other. So something to look out for on there as well. It's a Monday night football. This is what you want to see on Monday night. Brock Purdy, MVP candidate. Had another, excuse me, four TDs last week. And the deciding factor in this one is it's going to be, can the Ravens keep Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone? Because the guy's in it every week, man. The guy just doesn't stop getting into the end zone. He's got 13 rushing TDs, seven receiving TDs. Whether it be the run game, the passing game, Christian McCaffrey has been the man this year. And I honestly think he should be in the MVP discussion. I think he should be the front runner of MVP because without Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if Brock Purdy would be passing the ball around like he does, but he's been efficient. He's not just been a, a system quarterback, which has been the narrative on him in the Kyle Shanahan system. He ain't a system quarterback anymore, man. Chris McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Like, this Niners team's for real on the offensive side of the ball. And Brock Purdy has played a huge part in it. Um, but the key factor is can the Ravens stop Christian McCaffrey and keep him out of the end zone? Um, and on the flip side, can the Niners contain Lamar Jackson, keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside and use his legs. Because, you know, last week for the Jaguars, I really felt like the Ravens' offense is just kind of playing around a little bit like the Eagles' offense. And I I know Lamar Jackson made some heroic plays and crazy Madden-esque-like stuff, but I don't really like their offense. I think it could struggle. Against this Niners defense. I think it could really struggle. Especially Lamar Jackson. If they can contain him in the pocket. I think it would be a long day for Baltimore. I think the Ravens. Or the, excuse me, the Niners could really show up. And make it really lopsided. Real quick. But what the Ravens have going for them. Is their pass defense. They're like second in the league. They don't allow much to happen. In the passing game. So that's something to see. If Kyle Shanahan could. Throw up some, uh, you know, plays and exploit that defense at least a little bit and whatnot. Kyle Hamilton's a beast on that defense too. Uh, that's a guy you got to key in on, and hopefully, you know, he's not in on the play. You know, uh, but that's something to look out for. That's a good matchup there too. Um, Lamar Jackson, of course, the Keaton Mitchell, the running back for the Ravens, he's on IR towards ACL, so it's back to the Gus Edwards show in Baltimore. Um, so we'll see if Gus Edwards and that run game can kind of get going, but I don't really think so. I think the Niners are going to shut that down. I'm actually picking the Niners big. I'm sorry. I think the Ravens are going down. They're going down heavy on Monday night. I'm going to go with the Niners, 27, Ravens, 6. Call me crazy. Bold prediction. Shut them down. But the thing is, and where that statement could be really bad is this Lamar Jackson plays the NFC so good and so well. Um, but I'm still going to roll. I mean, you see how dominant he was against the Detroit Lions. But Detroit Lions are different than the Niners right now. So I'm rolling with the Niners 27-6. Get the victory. This could be a Super Bowl preview, possibly. 
Um, but Niners all day in this one. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the crib with your favorite sports host, Tim and Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. You can listen to the podcast on there and check out the little blog post. Subscribe to the newsletter. Um, and follow us on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's Feel the Heat ENT on Instagram, X, Facebook, and YouTube. And give us a follow and subscribe on there as well. I just want to say thank you for joining me again and Merry Christmas to you all. And to all, good night.